0: Getting split ready. Getting split ready. ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Hey, it's Doug Katz and Mariah Carey Pleasant getting you split ready from the WGN Allstate Studios and. Today, we're talking about something, a really important topic. A lot of violence happens out there, and unfortunately, a lot of it happens in conjunction with divorce. And statistics show that many times it's someone you know. It could be a spouse. And as much as we don't like to talk about it, there are situations where entering into a separation or or divorce, you could be in peril. And we have a great guest in the studio today, Tony Randall. Not the Tony Randall you're thinking of. Long dear friend of mine and friend of the show. And Tony is a retired Chicago policeman. He's a head of executive security, or a uh, what? What's the, a secu- executive security executive expert. security. Yep. Executive security expert for a uh, top uh, Fortune 25 company. So really knows what he's talking about about keeping your say uh, yourself safe. So thanks for being on the show, uh, Mariah, do You have an initial question for him.
1: I do, so we're gonna talk about personal safety today. Um, What is your number one piece of advice and your go-to for uh, people going through a domestic situation, whether it's a divorce, a separation, Um, what's your number
2: one piece of advice? Um, Well, first of all, thank you both for inviting me to come talk with you guys today. It's First time for me, so uh, my first, uh, I would think my first piece of advice would be to make sure that you are engaging um family, friends, your 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 network of people that can that can help you because going through a situation like this, it's not easy for anyone, and I think you're really gonna need people to help. and to be honest with them on, on what's going on, what's going on in your personal life, uh, if if there's any type of abuse, physical, um, verbal abuse, let your friends know. Create a network. That, that would be, the I would say, one of the first steps to do in having somebody, having a network there to help you out.
0: Real quick cool question with that. Yep. Ultimately, them knowing about that, but is there any specific planning they can do where somebody knows if something's up, I guess, or if they're in danger?
2: Well, I, I think you're, you're going to want to have somebody you can call, and and they have a little bit of a background knowing what's going on whether it be your family or friends, and you call and say, hey, it's getting really bad. I need somewhere to go right now. I need to get out of here right now. I need help. So I think that would be the the first step that I would take is making sure that I have somebody that I can count on if things do go bad.
0: So quick call, safe place. Yes. What about things like uh, the kids, right? If you're in that kind of situation, the kids can kind of get rolled up into that. And you hear these you know, horrific stories. I mean, this is something Absolutely. that's a difficult thing to talk about, but it's something that Mariah and I felt was so important. What about that part of it? The kids are – they're not—they're at school some of the time, and they're outside of your purview. What do you do?
2: You know, I think um, letting your kids know that there is something going on, um, keeping them not in the picture, I think, is going to be a disservice to them. I think letting them know that there is an issue going on, that, you know, the, the parents are working on Working on getting through this, this hard time together. Um, and another thing is maybe a family, friend, or neighbor where the, the kids could go to. I, You know, I, I would hate to see any kids getting wrapped up in a situation where, you know, the parents are fighting and seeing what they're going through, but um, that's where I would really think where your family is going to come in to help you out with
0: that. Well, and it's interesting because I think... In the in working with a lot of mental health professionals, Mariah and I are both uh, involved with the Collaborative Law Institute. We work with a lot of mental health professionals. The kids usually know, right? Uh, it's kind of an interesting an interesting component. So I think their protection then becomes tantamount.
2: Absolutely, I, I you know I think that both parents are going to want to protect their kids, and hopefully both parents are going to see that we don't want our kids involved in this. Um, but like you said, unfortunately, they do get wrapped up in, in this, and um, you know, I mean, it, early on, you know, getting you know social services involved, a, a shelter, law enforcement. I mean, that's worst case scenario when when you get to that, um, but that does happen. And engaging those agencies early on, I think, is is very important too, because especially if there's verbal abuse, that could turn into physical abuse. You want a paper trail with law enforcement when you go to get a restraining order, things of things of that nature. So, really establishing that early on is going to be helpful to you in the end.
1: Tony, have you found the schools to be good resources for this type of stuff, too, working in conjunction with the parents?
2: Absolutely. Schools are good resources, but schools are just like a doctor that they, they have to report. If if a child comes up and says, you know, my, my, my mom's hitting my dad or my dad's hitting my mom, they have to call the police. They have to call GCFS, uh, getting those other agencies involved, which I think is a good thing because... In a lot of situations, the, the the parents aren't doing that yet. And at that point, somebody needs to be calling somebody, getting authorities involved.
1: And even if there isn't ne- necessarily physical abuse, right? Um, a lot of times the emotional stuff going on in divorce can be uh, just as bad. If they're working with attorneys and they're going through this process, right. the custody agreements, the temporary parenting agreements the schools will go by those correct they're gonna absolutely not let mom or dad violate what they've already they're agreed gonna to go with
2: the judge the judge orders so if the judge orders that uh, the kids are staying with with dad then if mom tries to come pick them up they're not gonna let mom pick them up so and, and vice versa so the schools i mean they have to follow that plan because they don't want to be liable for getting involved in that and
1: i think that goes back to your first sentence on communicating with the schools. I know that oftentimes people want to keep their divorce private. Absolutely. But if the school doesn't know that there is a temporary parenting agreement, they have no way to enforce it.
2: Right. And and you're absolutely right. Nobody wants to go and hang out their dirty laundry to their kids' schools. I, I totally understand that. But I think the school does need to know, at least the, the principal, the teacher, and just let them know what's going on in in the, in the home.
0: And again, you're listening to Getting Split Ready with Douglas Katz and Mariah Carey Pleasant. And we have a great guest in the in the studio today with Tony Randall, security expert. And I want to move on to awareness. You know, we've talked a little bit about preparation and kind of thinking through having a plan. Sure. But when you're out there, you know, I'm ex-military, you're, you're ex-law enforcement, plans go to crap. Right. The minute you, you know, the, the minute they're in place, you're working with a— with, Deviating from that plan. So, what can people do when they're out and about? When are they most vulnerable, and what can they do when they're out and about to protect themselves? If it's the worst, you talked about um, restraining orders and things like that. When they're out there, what can they do to protect themselves, and where are they most vulnerable?
2: So, you know, I think everybody, um, and and we're all we're all guilty of doing this, is just having no uh, situational awareness. Um, When I was walking over here today, we have the. St. Patrick's Day Parade letting out, and people are in their phones, their earphones on, have no idea what's going on around them. Um, and we're all guilty of it. I, I do it. Um, I'm not saying you need to be running around with your head on a swivel all the time looking out for a bad guy. Behind you know every- that's how I walk around. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm that way all the time, <laughs> right, right. man. Me too. Me too. <laughs> um, but it's just being aware of your surroundings. It's, it's, it's you know, and I— and i guess this goes maybe goes back to my police officer days where i would get into a situation even if it's just a normal call i'm looking at okay if something goes bad what am i going to do so i already ha- it, it takes me a half a second to say okay there's a tree there that i could hide behind it takes me a half a second to figure that out but then same thing with going into like uh, stores movie theaters just just the situational awareness okay here's the exit here you know i know if something bad happens there's the exit you don't have to think about that when when something bad does happen inside a mall you know where where's my closest way out and you know we uh you know i try to to, to teach my kids this and they're they think i'm crazy too and tell them you know always make sure our you, kids
0: probably compare notes about we, how crazy right right
2: but i the the biggest thing is i think just people not being aware of their surroundings and and you know like if you were going through a bad time uh maybe a bad divorce you know not taking the same route home you know taking a different route when you're walking around Making sure somebody's not following you, and if you and if you you know think somebody's following, take you know take appropriate actions. Don't go home. Go to a police station. Go to somewhere where there's people at. You know, if if you go home, they're just going to follow you home. Um, that that would be the biggest thing. And I think as a society today that we are all lacking a little bit on just being aware of what's going on, being looking at my phone. Somebody comes up, steals my phone my uh you know you
0: that's also looking at the phone problem though at least right, <laughs> right. you don't have a phone to look at right <laughs> what about those panic apps are any of those any good where people can press a button and it alerts the authorities or lets I, someone i
2: know? i think they are and i um i think that's a you know it's it's technology it's pretty cool technology works when it works but when it you know doesn't work it's you know it's the first thing to, sure. to go bad um, but I think any tool is a good tool. Even you know, going back old school with a whistle, or you know, uh, just something uh, the personal siren. I mean, that stuff. Anything to get a, get attention makes sense.
1: Are there any other technology? I know that there's always new apps and stuff that you would recommend um, for people to use. For example, I know that when my uh, kids get home, they can check in on their app on their phone. So yep. I know where they are at all times. So are there yep. things like that that could be useful as You know, well? there's
2: there's so much technology out there. Um, I do the same thing with, you know, looking on uh, the map of where my kids are at. So I know when they're coming home. Also, it's good, you know, the technology with the, the doorbells, security cameras, that stuff is great. I mean, you can get a cheap security camera system for your house that's wireless. It sends you notes up to your phone when somebody's there. Um... I think that stuff, using that to your advantage is a great tool. It's, you know, uh, the, the uh, I guess it's Ring or uh, the Blink, the home cameras. All those are great, fairly inexpensive. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people use them. I think they're great.
0: Well, and that's great. That was going to be my next question, actually, yeah, sure. is moving from
2: out and about and vulnerabilities
0: there to vulnerabilities in the home. Sure. And I think when people are securing their home right. from a safety perspective, right. it's an outside threat, a right. burglar, things like that. What advice would you give if now somebody is in that divorce situation? Right. What are five or so great steps that they can take to secure themselves that way?
2: Sure. I think you know, number one, if uh, you guys are not they're not living together anymore, is number one, get the locks changed. All the all the locks and the doors changed. First thing, get it done right away um, because you don't know if that that spouse had keys made, had other keys made. You know, if there's a key hidden in your yard. You know, there's a lot of things that would be my first thing to tell somebody getting locks changed the the camera system that's great you know if they're if you're at to the point where you do have like a restraining order he's not supposed to be on the property and you can on the camera seem driving by um, you know another thing going back to um, you know uh, letting people know your neighbors know even I mean you don't hate you know having your neighbors know all your business and everything but they're going to find out eventually that you guys aren't together anymore and if it's bad you know, if you trust your neighbors enough to let them know, say, "Hey, you know, uh, we're going through a we're going through a pretty bad divorce." Just let you know, he's I have a restraining order. He's not supposed to be around. So, I I think that's a or she, right? Or you she, gotta, absolutely, on, absolutely, both sides, right? right? Absolutely.
1: Talking about technology, right? Um, is there, and I'm not the most technologically uh, astute. Doug I, would I will attest to that that.
0: as my business
1: partner. <laughs> um, are there ways to loop? Your friends and family in on this technology to really leverage that support system that you spoke to in the beginning, and combine it with the technology that's available, and we're on all the time.
2: Well, I think to your point, if you know you see that on your camera or your, or your neighbor sees them coming over, um, and they're not supposed to be there, to notify the authorities—that's one of the things. And also another thing is is you know uh, changing, changing your routes, changing what your 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 normal daily routines That's a big thing, too, because all of us are creatures of habit and we get into a routine. We drive home the same way every day. We park the same spot every day. Um, You know, we go to the same grocery store. We go to the grocery store on Saturday. I mean, a lot of that stuff, probably you need to change your whole lifestyle. If if it's to that point in the relationship where things have gone that bad, there's going to be a lot of lifestyle changes, too, because you don't want to be somewhere where, you know, I know he leaves uh, at work at – Seven thirty. so i'm gonna go and sit and wait for him to leave and follow him to work or yell at him or whatever so i i think that's another thing that you have to think about is you know definitely changing your your normal lifestyle
1: and i think in a lot of cases um maybe the relationship wasn't toxic or violent until the divorce sure. proceedings so people don't necessarily have that mindset going and a lot of these are good precautionary yep uh, too. You may have not had any violent incidences with your spouse, but you can still change your route or uh, do the other safety mechanisms that you've
2: absolutely. Talked to. I think it's good. Just w- when we were talking about situational awareness earlier, I mean, even if it's for your common criminal, it's it's good to change things up. You know, lights on at their house. If you have a dog, things like that. It's those are good safety measures. It, it's it's be- beca- you're becoming unpredictable, and I think. Criminals look for, if you're looking on the criminal side, criminals look for predictability and how easy you are, you know, that you're not aware of what's going on.
1: I know that you're ex-law enforcement, so you have some experience with um, the institutions. I think a lot of people are afraid to call the police or get child services involved because they don't know what that's going to look like. Can you give us a little bit of insight on that?
2: Well, I think in the past years, it's totally totally gotten better, you know, to where – you know, nobody wants to go and stay in a shelter. You know, that's why, and that would be a last resort. You'd stay with family or friends, I think, before going to a shelter and getting the police involved. And I think, you know, there's always been, folks have been scared the police are going to come and they're going to right away take your kids. Uh, and that's that's usually never the case, unless the, the kids are being abused. That, that would be the only time that I could think of where law enforcement would be like, hey, you know, we're, we need to take your kids. And it really wouldn't be the police. It would be the you know, DCFS, Department of Children and Family Services, that would actually take custody of children. Um, but for the most part, that's really rare. In uh, and, in and fourteen years of law enforcement, I a handful of times I've seen where they actually, and that's because the kids were being abused. It wasn't because the the the, the parents were fighting. Um, usually, usually they want to keep families together, even if it's with one one parent or not. And you know, now with uh, you know law enforcement. Um, you know, they're not coming to domestics anymore and saying if they see that somebody, whether it's the the spouse or both, they could arrest both of them. You know, if they're saying, Well, we were beating each other up, both parents could go to jail because well we don't know who started it. We don't know, but if they go there and they see that the, the man has, you know, scratch marks across his face and, you know, that looks like they were fighting but the 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 wife has nothing, they're like, Well, maybe she was the instigator of that. And a lot of times, the, the the other spouse doesn't have to sign the complaint. The police have to take action. That's that's a law with domestic violence. That even though you say I don't want to press charges against him, I love him, you know, police are like, nope. There's there's a battery here. You know, we're we're going to take the, the person who looks like they were the ones who were on the uh, the giving end of the battery.
0: Now we've talked a lot about you know being out and about in the house things external. Eventually, you could come down to protecting yourself. Absolutely. What do you recommend people do? You know, I is it self defense? Uh, what's your recommendation?
2: I think a lot of that goes back to you know where are your surroundings. Uh, that's number one. Um, not getting into that situation initially, but if it comes to it, self defense is, is great. I think everybody should learn some basic self defense. Uh, but uh, you know, people talk pepper spray. There's a lot of options out there. You know carrying something heavy, like heavy set of keys to use as mm-hmm. a defense. Um, but I think what you, what you were getting at with uh, taking some personal defense classes, that's great. Uh, uh, pepper spray, what are some other options? I mean, there are people going to the extreme of becoming, you know, carrying a, a firearm, but uh, you need to be very comfortable with carrying a firearm if, that, if that's the route you're going to take. Um, because, you know, that's something that could be used against you and and things, but um, a lot of safety issues. Absolutely. So uh, I would I would recommend you know pepper spray works great. That's one one tool you could have. Something uh, uh, that I would tell somebody. I actually can... used to
0: carry some and I sprayed myself by accident. And it does work. It does work right. I had it in my backpack where <laughs> right, I worked, and right. I reached in there to grab my computer, and my brother never lets me lay it down. Right. I and then I also have a. A taser, A taser? Kind of thing. yeah
2: and it, it's
0: and i shocked myself <laughs> with that thing too so you know, Field you know they work dug cats I, that, those I are agree. not choices i
2: should be using out there right right but the, you know they're tools but my you know my i think my wife years ago she sprayed somebody on the train on the on the on the l train and cleared out the whole car with it she um, could outrun anybody though uh, That's true they're, right they're so are. but i you know i i think you know not Letting yourself become a victim, you know, uh, awareness is number one.
1: one. Do you have any tips for um, I say digital security, but I'm not necessarily talking about using the apps like we were before. But a lot of times when they're going through a situation like this, they're on their computers, they're looking at financial documents and doing that. Um, Do you have any tips in terms of keeping that stuff safe?
2: Well, and and. and not a, not an expert at that, but you've I've heard the horror stories where one of the, one of the spouses goes and clears out the other whole bank account, mm-hmm. and then the other person's there has nothing. On that, I I would you know on my big thing like on social media or something like that, I would definitely change my passwords. That if my spouse knew that, because I've seen where you know people have done some pretty dirty things to their spouses on social media when there's uh, issues mm-hmm. going on um, in the family. But um, I I just think that would. That would be the best thing to go in to change those accounts. Um, if you have a shared account, I'm I don't know too much guidance on that, but I would okay. I would look at, you know, maybe changing. If you think that your spouse may do something like that, maybe changing the 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 password until they. get And things. I surprised you with that question. Yeah.
1: So, um, to circle back really quickly, sure. just because I think this can't necessarily be stressed enough. Mm-hmm. A lot of times there's emotional leverage being played in divorce situations where one person says I'm going to tell right. the police that you abuse the kids. I'm going to tell the right. police that you hit me. I'm going to tell the police that you are a drug addict or you sell drugs. Yeah. So what you're saying is when the police come right they're not automatically going to take the kids away. I think that's just used right. so much that it needs to be heard again that
2: And and that does happen. I mean it's uh, you know you, you we talk about a a woman scorned but or a man scorn, but it would be a lot of times You'd go to these situations and the the girl would be like, "Uh, you know, he has an illegal gun or he has illegal drugs, like totally just throwing stuff out mm-hmm. there to get their spouse arrested. And that happens a lot. And, um, you know, but I, I think a lot of times where I think they would look at it to say, OK, well, you know, he's abusing the kids. I think they would interview, you know, interview the kids interview them if, if if they came in and said that well she, you know she comes in and I'm sitting on the couch and she comes in and and hits me with things i think they do a little bit of investigation if there's no signs of that I don't think they're gonna you know arrest somebody at that point just on what they're saying there has to be a little bit of, a little bit more evidence but the the problem is is you know if somebody does sign a complaint against somebody the police aren't the the complainant the police are just there to arrest them and it's going to be your word against them that's Unfortunately, that's the case. You mentioned documentation early on, and I think it's keeping track of that. And One thing that
0: stands out that you just said is that you had so many of those situations that for the people going through the divorce, it's new. For a a law enforcement officer, they're going to show up and they're going to have a good feeling. I I know all the ex-police officers that I know are really good at reading people. I hate playing poker with them because they are really good (laughs) at reading people, so they can really understand that situation, when they and, get there.
2: and I think I think you're, you're absolutely right. It's experience in that of seeing that happen all the time, where it's nothing new to come in and say, "Well, you know, he's beating me; he just beat me up." And you look at somebody, and there's no signs of them getting beat up, and you sound like, "Well, maybe they're just making that up to get the other person arrested." And that does happen. You know, they want them out of the house, and they think the easiest way to get them out of the house is saying. You know, he he's hitting me, or he he uh, verbally assaulted me. He said he was going to kill me tonight. Right so, and self-defense in
0: self defense, in or or protecting yourself in that situation might be not going to jail. Right. If you're on the receiving end of that, what advice would you give people to to diffuse that situation? I, I so mean, that,
2: my yeah. thing would get out of that situation. Go stay at. Hopefully, you have some family or friends you can go stay at. Um, you know, financially, I I don't think it would you know be great for people to go and spend a night at a hotel or something, but. Just getting out of that situation until you can talk to somebody, I mean, that may be the best thing. Um, even though you don't want to leave home, you don't want to leave all your stuff at home. Getting out completely. Just getting out until, you know, let the courts decide what's going to happen. Because it, it can get ugly and you don't want to be living with somebody. Well, and I think that's what Mariah talking about. Right.
0: Things that aren't bad in years and months prior can escalate to Absol- a much worse situation. Absolutely. I guess one last question would be, I. it seems like there's an expert out there for every need that you have. Do you ever recommend somebody eliciting the help of a security expert having their house having a house survey to make sure that the lighting is right to protect themselves or any of those type of, of needs? Is it good to get an expert?
2: Absolutely. I mean in, in my line of work, we do that for the the people we look out for. And that's one of the things when that's one of the things we do. We go do a like a site vulnerability of their house, seeing, okay, where are the where are the security issues? Do they need cameras? Are there are there are there doors solid or windows secure? Is there, you know, do they need to get rid of some of the the greenery out because bad guys could hide in there and break into their house? So, but for something like this, I would say you know there are folks out there that do that security assessments. A lot of them are you know retired guys that do, you know, private detectives, but on the side they do risk assessments and it's great. I and I I don't think it something like that would be. You know, I don't think it's very expensive to have somebody come in and just give a give a good you know good look over at your house, look at your where the vulnerabilities are at, what could be done. Um, I think that's a, that's a great idea. Um, I, getting somebody outside help that has a little bit more uh, security knowledge, getting a second look of eyes on the house. And...
0: Well, thank you so much yeah. again. This has been Getting Split Ready with Douglas Katz and Mariah Carey Pleasant. And I want to really thank our guest, Tony Randall, coming and giving some great information on how to keep yourself safe when going through a separation or a divorce. Thank you so very much.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Tony. And if you are thinking about divorce, please visit splitready.com and take our free assessment. Uh, You can come through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and your sanity intact. Be informed, ask questions, and be split ready.